Welcome back to the Give Me Tr- Some Truth Studios at the corner of Glenway and Monroe for another episode of Forwards Backwards Podcast. Today on the pod, we're going to tra- chat preseason, soccer movies, roster updates, and covering the team. As always, I'm joined by the Bing Crosby to my Bob Hope, Dan Fallon. Dan, was that you yelling, Kaka, cut it back on the Kaka <laughs> nutmeg video? I will, <laughs> it was not. Um, that was a pretty dirty nutmeg, though. Um, I thought he was he was a good sport about it because I guess it was all some some sort of promotional thing he was doing yeah. and he recorded a video afterwards and he tweeted that he had two goals to assist and yes he did get nutmegged but but apparently the guy that's become most famous from that video is when he hits that upper ninety just cracker yeah is somebody on the video is like kaka cut it back <laughs> and then he just buries it buries and it. everybody and then like, celebrates like he won the World Cup yeah. I did think. Like, come on, Kaka, it's like a seven-a-side pickup match. But, uh, yeah, but everybody were, was In like, England, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> well, and apparently the guy that nutmegged him, I was just listening, had worked a night shift and hadn't slept and came <laughs> and was, like, in his mid-30s. Just, like, an incredible story all around. But uh, the, the sort of social media thing was, like, everybody's played with that guy that's, like, you know, yeah. cut it back and it's Kaka. Yes. You know, like, I can do better than Kaka. Uh, uh, one, <laughs> one edit, I would have re- preferred to have been... Uh, Danny Kay to your uh, Bing Crosby rather than Bob Hope, but well, but I'm a big fan of like musical dance. Uh, so like uh, White White Christmas was more. Yeah, I mean, like that's one of my favorite dance scenes of all time at the beginning, down when they're down at the uh, the club in Florida. Yeah, with uh, the sister, uh, yeah, Rosemary Clooney, right? Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, she's the other. Yeah, one. yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of Oscars, yeah, I and she, speaking she's of probably ref- got one. Speaking of the cultural references that. You know, the kids love uh, Danny Kaye, Rosemary Clooney, <laughs> Bing Crosby. We're really drawing in the uh, younger demographic. We love the youth. The youths love uh, love this. Uh, and we're even going to alienate them more, I think, when we start talking about favorite soccer movies. Uh, we're very excited to have in studio Rob uh, Chappell, who is the, uh, and I'm calling you this, Renaissance man uh, for <laughs> Madison 365 which has produced uh, top-quality coverage of, of the team all year. Uh, and we're going to review his uh, favorite stories from the inaugural season, along with what he's looking forward to in, in 2020, the ins and outs of kind of covering a professional soccer team. Should be pretty interesting. And, uh, Dan, you're responsible for bringing him on, so I'm not going to ask any questions Kay. during that section of the interview. I'm just going to push it all on you. Your, your torrent of abuse that I don't do anything led me to send one one private message tweet to Rob to get him on the show. So I feel like I'm in the clear now for yeah, at least for at least four to six months yeah. of having uh, to do anything. Speaking of, torrent, I showed up late. Speaking of torrent <laughs> of abuse, we got uh, text messages today from uh, Kuba Shishustanyak, friend of the pod, uh, director of social and community engagement. We're still not quite sure what exactly he does, but send us hectoring text messages about sure. our, our pronunciation. So now we have an official Wojciech, Wojciech. Polish player, you know, time uh, that that we can, you know, put that bit in anytime we need to pronounce his name. Wojciech, Wojciech. Okay. Uh, but he also said it's not uh, Jalen Chrysler. It's Jalen Fiat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, we're going to spend this whole year calling him Jalen, don't call me Chrysler. <laughs> Chrysler. Yeah, Chrysler. <laughs> Uh, because what he's else? He's very we, tall. I don't know. He's very big. He's big I, I'm not. Yeah. So I, we may and, not want to. And he played continue. in Detroit. Yeah, he played um, in Detroit. Their fans are. Yeah, they're a little rowdy, little, little scary. Yeah, um, we might not want to uh, poke the bear in this case. So 
Jalen Chrysler, welcome to Madison. Uh, no, Jalen Fiat. I kind of like that. <laughs> Let's call him Jalen Fiat. And if he complains about that, you know, have what him take it up with management. <laughs> Uh, so we were we were kind of looking to tie things in. We we I jokingly jokingly put on on the Twitter feed, and Dan, what is our Twitter handle for those of, those people <laughs> at who are forwards int- back wa two? If you're interested in following us on social media, just drop the R D S because obviously that's what you would do, and add a two, and add a two because because there's another yeah there was another shittily named <laughs> podcast <laughs> out there. There was a, another forwards backwa <laughs> running yeah, around, yeah. Uh, and this was going to be our Oscar review show, and I did it jokingly, but then a whole bunch of stuff related to the Oscars and football popped up, sure. including the thing that amazed you most today, which is. Best picture, best director, yes, nominee. He he didn't win best director, right? No, he did. He won. He did. Oh no, 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 no. Best film and best foreign film, right? Okay, and then best uh, screenplay. Sure, uh, I didn't watch it. I'm okay, not, it's not not well, my yeah, not that, my jam. Well, and that's why I was we watching were gonna, Shit's Creek. Yeah, that's why we were gonna comment in depth about the Oscars. <laughs> yes. because Let's comment in great depth. We hadn't watched, but uh, I've Bong, seen all uh, the Boon Jong Ho. Yes, uh, mentioned five people he wanted to have dinner with. Yes, and they were, uh, I believe, a, a Korean skater, Alfred Hitchcock. That makes sense. Martin Scorsese. That makes sense. Jimmy Page. Uh, that's pretty cool. And then uh, Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne is kind of an odd one. <laughs> I found that strange. I think he's probably the best midfielder possibly in the world right now who doesn't wear red. Uh, but, I, yeah, I mean, I would have picked. Like, he doesn't strike me as, like, being a great dinner companion. No, and if you made spicy food, his face would get all red and he'd start sweating like he does when he runs around for like two minutes well, on the field. Can, well, and you wouldn't want to do dining al fresco mm-hmm. with him because the he'd you have, know you'd have to yeah yeah sun. really a lot of sunblock yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, there just seems like a lot. more. Do you think more... he gets really red faced when he drinks? Well, I don't know, but I just think there's a lot more interesting guys out there. He just doesn't seem to have a lot of personality. No, like even Pep. Why oh, would, like man. have Pep yeah. come over? Pep, well, and Pep has done stuff like gone on a walkabout to, to New York to like interview chess grandmasters to understand their strategy and thinking. I don't think De Bruyne has done that. No, I feel like De Bruyne, like, like other than his like his computer brain is all like angles, like the old uh, uh, Daffy, Daffy Duck or uh, Donald Duck cartoons where they're playing okay. pool. I feel like that's his whole brain. Uh, another cultural reference for the kids but apparently being into kevin de bruyne leads to making great films so yeah well done uh but another kind of amazing thing is taika waititi uh, i believe i pronounced that correct uh winner who produced uh what was the movie jojo rabbit have you seen this i have not seen it okay i i I have not seen a single best picture nominee this is why i'm just not making yeah i don't think i have either yeah i did block off a couple of days to see the irishman yeah, that, but that's like three and a, yeah, that's like three and a half hours long. Yeah, it was pretty good though. How should we go about this? He is making a film version of a 2014 documentary about Thomas Rongren, who uh, it's called Next Goal Wins. And Thomas Rongren was an American uh, coach, uh, originally from the Netherlands, though. Yes. Who went. And apparently the documentary from 2014 is great. Uh, I saw some things on, uh, on on the YouTube, and Stephen Fry gave it, you know, two thumbs up. And uh, but the, this documentary tra- traces him going to American Samoa to coach their team, 
which had suffered the worst loss in the history of World Cup qualifying. They lost to Australia 31-0. to zero. How many of those do you think were Tim, Tim Cahill-headed goals? 37. Yeah. That guy, for whatever he is, like They were five, out of ten. corner flags by yeah. the end of the game because he punched them all. Yeah. 5-10. That guy was one of the great yeah. headers of the ball. Yeah. And may still be playing, in fact. He might still be playing in yeah. Australia. That's a good call. Um, but you have a particular bone to pick. And I think we might put hit Rongren up there with Alexi Lawless on, like, the pod's least favorite people. Yeah, so Thomas Rongren, this would have been, I believe, after we had lost to Mexico and Costa Rica in the ill-fated 2018 World Cup qualifying cycle, and we were playing another competitive, I think another qualifier where we did not look good. And um, I should preface this by saying Thomas Rongren spent part of his career not too too long ago as our under-23 three coach or so, yeah. one of our our key uh coaches for developing players to come through the system and he had the gall the nerve to Unmitigated say that, to say the problem with u.s soccer is that we haven't developed any young talent and that we were relying on while and while I, then he kept going on and i was just screaming at the television that was your fucking job <laughs> And I couldn't believe the cognitive dissonance that I was hearing. Now, you know, I'd also been at the match against Mexico and Columbus and was where we lost 2-1, and I was still feeling pretty pretty bitter about that match. Um, the other coming, thing that... Coming that on the heels of uh, doing our my, current president being elected, I believe, three days earlier. It was one of the dreariest yeah, weeks, weeks of my of, life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, to, to hear Thomas Rongren speaking that kind of uh, So you know shit. Subotic was in the youth system in the United States, right? Yes, correct. And uh, apparently one of the reasons he left the United States was because now he denies it and Rongren denies it, but apparently like Rongren's player review of an under-20 Subotic was not what the kids would call positive. <laughs> this guy went on to win two Bundesliga titles, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, physician heal thyself there, Thomas. So Rongren. I won't be watching this film I, I unless it ends with Thomas Rongren in going down in flames <laughs> i think i'll be going surfing i off think the i'll do what i usually do and samoa. not watch movies uh, yeah. going surfing off the coast of american samoa and yeah. and drowning yes um so two enemies of the pod now you know them thomas rongren well and that isn't even i and think alexi the Lyles. other story i think alexi Lyles is in it the every pod they should soccer be. or otherwise yeah. he's on the list right yeah i mean yeah. Oh, yeah. he's the worst he is uh, on to cheerier topics, before the podcast, Rob and I were talking, and we had both seen, because we got in, one of the things that came up in, in, you know, in light of the Oscars was best or favorite soccer movies. Yep. And whenever that comes up, I always go to 1987's Hot Shots. And Rob, I think, may be the only other living human being who had seen it. Yeah, probably. You, you don't remember a whole lot of it? I remember Pele was in it. For some reason, oh my god, I do not know this movie. Yeah, uh, he was like the the sort of the magical sage soccer yep. guru uh, that trained this. The, the, Jimmy there used to, there's a an academic term for the role that he got yeah suckered into playing. Ah, uh, yes, uh, the magical <laughs> yes yes yeah. okay yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, but and I remember there was a fake league that was super popular in the imaginary United States of that of this movie <laughs> where it was like. The big headlines were, we love you, Jimmy, on the front page of the New York Times. And I'm like, this is not 
This can't be real. Yeah, so so the story <coughs> follows this guy, Christetis, I think, because they just took New York's most popular supermarket and changed the letter. <laughs> that should give you some idea of the script, right? It wasn't Ariaga or Ariaga 2 <laughs> or Bariaga? No. Like from uh, The Simpsons? Jimmy was a rich guy growing up and wanted to play with the New York Rockers and has this... Was this a comment on the pay-to-play model in the in U.S. soccer? No, New York Rockers were the 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 best team in the United States at okay. the time, playing in this fictional league at Giant Stadium, and as Rob reminded me, like in classic '80s movie styles, I think you'd said Bloodsport was the other one. Yeah, uh, the best friend on the team goes down, and and he has a like crisis of of faith. I also think of, of like top, yeah, t- <laughs> Top Gun. You know, yeah, exactly. Crisis of faith, and he goes down to Brazil, where Pele is living in the rainforest, because Pele (laughs) has left behind soccer, which is also true today. I just saw that Pele doesn't like to go out in public anymore because his health is so so bad. So maybe this is all this is all coming full circle for Pele. He's like living in in obscurity and in well, yeah, uh, and and he's like living near the beach in a rainforest area. You know, just living by himself, drinking what looks like jug wine. Like okay. he, had, he had stolen from my mom the big jug of Palmasan, and he's just drinking out of that uh, on the beach. And so they go down to, to Brazil because he wants to learn soccer, the true soccer. And so he, he goes and, and, you know. Jogo Benito. Yeah. And, you know, there's training montages. It feels very Karate Kid-esque, I think we could say. Sounds Rob, a little yeah. Rocky four esque and and the the scene I remember like yeah there there's a lot of running on the beach yeah yes. very Rocky Four esque yeah. in that way uh, or Rocky Three no, Rocky, Rocky well Rocky Four no, when he goes to Russia yeah. and trains in the snow yeah. Rocky Four but there's Rocky Three where they run on the there's beach. also Rocky Two One Five and the new one <laughs> just to, <laughs> just, well, just two, for factuals the, there's <laughs> Apollo Creed or there's Creed oh, One and is. Creed Two and Creed that's a quality quality I haven't seen that addition either. to yeah. the canon I would say uh-huh. um, but the best part is they show this, and this is, I, I would say the New York Times headline is maybe the only, like, second least realistic thing. Because at the end of the movie, they show Pele in the rainforest in Brazil, wherever he lives, watching the final <laughs> of this U.S. Oh, soccer right. match. I forgot about that. And so, like, so in proud. the 80s, <laughs> you couldn't get any soccer anywhere. You yeah, know, they're like Pele. Like, you, you would get like even in England, I think everybody had to suffer through like match of the day. That was yeah, their only uh-huh. soccer. Like you weren't getting broadcasts yeah. of soccer. So somehow Pele in the rainforest gets this U.S. soccer league match <laughs> streamed. To I don't the know. Middle if streamed of is the word yeah. that you were, <laughs> yeah. they were using back. Bounced then. off the satellites. Yeah, yeah. Beamed. To, yeah, I think beamed. Beamed, beamed would, would be the so <laughs> hot shots. Kay. Check it out on YouTube. What would you say? Is I'm your, assuming the Rockers win the title. Well, and stealing from another, <laughs> I'm sure you've, I, I'm sure you've seen this, and I, I don't think it's out, so you, I don't know if we're ruining the ending. Also, if anybody watches it after this kind of review, uh, they're idiots. Uh, but he scores much like in victory on a, a bicycle, bicycle kick, kick. Yeah. that he had learned where it was like the, the uh, equivalent of the crane kick. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of Karate Kid, Completely. the bicycle kick. It's a great. I'll show you after this the the scene because I find I might want to watch the whole movie. I, it's it's <laughs> delightfully <laughs> terrible, and the bicycle kick obviously takes place at the end of Victory, which yeah. I mean I'm I'm sure everybody. I, in mean, this I room, think that's got to be the answer to the best soccer movie that in our in the states. 
that we get. I mean, I'm sure there's some other movies out there, but I mean, my favorite the Goal trilogy like, was pretty horrible. Uh, my favorite just is like a pure movie. Damned United is just oh, spectacular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's actually that's yeah. actually a great movie. That yeah, great like movie. a legitimate. A I recommend watching that if you're not familiar with the the story. And uh, David Peace also wrote a great uh, story about Bill Shankly, uh, which is a modern, you know, Red or Dead is a yes. great modern fiction soccer book. So anything else about uh, about movies that we want to drop here? I mean, that's the most I've talked about movies in probably a decade. So I think I, I'm, I think I'm we, good to move on. A, as we, we continue <laughs> our general policy of rambling income. Unless you want to talk about, about Ladybugs. Oh. <sighs> I'm a big Rodney Dangerfield. Dangerfield. And uh, certain friends of the pod had told us that there was a script circulating of a movie or or a TV show about uh, an American in London uh, with Jason Sudeikis. Yes. Ted Lasso. Yes. Didn't sound like it was the best. No, that was the general review of people who read the script. Yeah, which is too bad because I love those. I love those little. It's shocking that a five minute commercial couldn't be turned into a feature length. I mean, TV show that did not <laughs> stop Saturday Night Live in in the nineties. No, or nor did it stop Geico from turning the uh, caveman, caveman into yeah. an, uh, an actual television show, which didn't last very long. Did no, it didn't. No, uh, so we had some we had some player news. In fact, what are we I here think, to? What, what's this podcast about? Uh, Forward Madison. Okay, I'm uh, all right. Yeah, I'm back. Just yeah, I'm catching snap back into attention. Uh, catching you up, and I think because they hate us, Rob has no idea what he's been invited here to talk about. Um, his head I'll is just spinning. Go with it. Yeah, he's already <laughs> taken off his headphones and walked out. <laughs> I'm never coming back to this. Uh, they signed two, two new players. Yeah, uh, one of them is a returning guy. Correct. And I think one of our longstanding beefs, shall we say, with a is that they're announcing some of these guys like they're new players, but you know they're returners. And this one is sure. is Louis Bennett. Yep. Uh, Louis, you know, came in, filled in a little bit for the six last year. Struggled a little bit in the six, and I, I I don't know if that's because he's not uh, a DCM in his in his heart in his heart of hearts, <laughs> if he's more of an attacking player, uh, or if it was just you know fitting in with the system um, a little bit. You know, it was boom fresh out, and you know that w- couple of the matches were last minute adjustments that yeah. they had to take place. Uh, what are your thoughts about the return of Louis? Yeah, I think we've we've talked about him before. I mean. I, it's hard to know how much playing time he was getting at Memphis before he came. I'm going to assume that since they sent him out on loan, he wasn't wasn't playing too much. Um, you know, I I felt there were times where he looked a step slow. Uh, he didn't, and and in, in in his defense, he was getting bounced around a lot. He kind of was like the the Swiss Army knife towards the end of last season, where he'd pop up at left back, he'd pop up at center back, he'd pop up mostly in the six or somewhere in the midfield. Um, but we noted there was one game where I thought he really was, you know, he was struggling to come to grips with the pace of the game. So my hope would be, I mean, he's got a great left foot. Um, there were times where in the, I thought when we had possession, he looked like someone who could pick out a pass, who could get the ball forward. Um, hopefully a full preseason with the club, um, you know, kind of betted in with the players, knows what's expected of him. Um, you know, he can, he can, um, pick it up and it'll be interesting to see. Cause I mean, I think when Daryl was here, he talked about, um, they want someone in the six who can, who can play the ball. They want yep. someone, you know, that's one area they wanted to improve upon. I think Eric did a great job last year, but he's definitely more in the destroyer mode than the creator mode. Um, does Louie get a chance to win that position from the, from the start of the season? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, one of the things, uh, w- we can say about those matches where, we saw him rough. They were generally at the beginning of 
the match and he would tend yep. to grow into yes. the match a little bit. Yep. Um, and so I wonder if a little bit of the, that is, like you said, bounced around playing in a new place, you know, and in a lot of cases it was like a last minute, you yep. know, sub in. So he didn't know where his, his role was fitting on the team, where he was going to be, yep. you know, kind of sliding in and out. So I, I think that's going to help. And then, as you mentioned, I think a big positive and probably a big reason why he was attractive is that ability to play in a, in a yep. bunch of spots because those kind of players at the, you know, when you're looking at the, the realistic financial limitations of a, a lower division soccer team in the United States, having that flexibility is, is crucial. Rob, did you have any sort of thoughts on, on Bennett? Uh, uh, my only thing was I never, th- I, I never, I never would have characterized him as slow, but just a little bit lost. Yeah. Uh, just didn't, wasn't quite sure what his role was supposed to be. And it was just kind of like, you'd be going through a game after 20 minutes and then realize, oh, yeah, he's there still. Yeah. Sort of yeah. wandering around the middle. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought a couple of games passed him by a little yeah. bit. Um, he, I, there is, I mean, he does have, a, he seems to have a little bit of a streak about him that I like, a little, he like likes to get stuck in. I think he's got a little bit of a temper, it seemed like at times, which as a player with a temper, I always have a little <laughs> bit of respect. I would say he does seem to have the right personality yeah. for this club. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. and again, that's something that Daryl has mentioned, that that, that mm-hmm. openness yeah. and that willingness to, to participate. And, I mean, this also means that we're, we're going to get the return of L.L. Beignet yes. into the into – the, uh, with his with his uh, beret and everything in yes. in the in the stands, so we're looking forward to that. Yep, welcome back, Louis. Uh, we also got and and one of the things I think both Neil and Daryl have said to us is in the off season they needed to get faster, and you know we've already seen you can't that. Can't teach pace. Again, did Troy Aikman <laughs> say that during the Super Bowl that this is two weeks in a row that you also didn't that. watch the Super Bowl, so I wouldn't. But you know they've you've seen it in a couple of their signing so far right yeah Dan yep yeah and um sorry it's Eli right Eli yep. Lockby um from all we've gathered from our our good friends on the losing side of the Henny Darby um he is a pacey outside back uh kind of your modern uh fullback we were joking before we went on the air so that means he He's great going forward and can't defend. <laughs> yeah, so the the exact things from uh, our that's friends. a joke. We don't really mean that about at, him. It's just at, like that's the, the river that's city. the euphemism now for he's a modern fullback. <laughs> yeah, he can't defend, but he's a really good attacking player. But he's not not quite good enough to be a winger or a striker. Uh, so uh, our friends at uh, you know the River City Podcast who are going by uh, forty seven days till the Henny Derby. That's uh, forty seven days until opening day, guys. Uh, he is the modern fullback. Can play as a wingback or a winger if need be. Has a great per- burst of pace. Uh, has to work more on his crossing, um, and uh, doesn't always hit his target with the crosses. Uh, little little worry about him as a one-on-one defender. But they said, you know, he's still he's young. He's yeah. still raw, and tremendous upside potential is what I said. Uh, they said. Uh, uh, big upside, so okay. tremendous upside potential for Eli. So, and sounds like a right back as well. Yeah, and that was a position of need with probably Dexter Manley and or, sorry, Carter Carter Manley. Manley. <laughs> Long day, player? Huh, NFL player. Uh, Dexter Manley was an yeah, NFL player. Yeah, um, Carter Manley, yeah. um, not coming back. So, yeah, um, definitely needed a right back. Although we had kind of talked earlier in the off season about, you know, I think Pato is probably a right back by trade, but is good enough to play at left back. So this kind of sounds like Pato sticking at left back. And mm-hmm. it's a little yeah. bit easier to find a right back generally than it is to find a left. Back. Well, and we're now getting a sense of a back line. I yeah. think we now have four defenders much earlier than yes. we did last year, including yeah. Jalen Fiat, <laughs> um, as he's known. 
so you know we're we're going to be hearing more news. Uh, players arrived today, February uh, February tenth is the rumor, and uh, that's why Neil and apparently I bet is all not of those guys from Southern Climates were super pumped to be here the day after oh, man. six inches of snow on the ground. <laughs> I, I you know like do you think Don just drags his feet coming I mean, back here? I, yeah. I don't know. Even yesterday, I was like, "Oh gosh, yeah." When you were shoveling, it hasn't even been a bad winter. When you were shoveling your driveway, it's been like a totally mild winter, and I still was. When you were shoveling your driveway for the third time, yeah. Um, But the team is headed south for preseason. Apparently, a little further south than they were last time. Uh, (laughs) So further south than Rockford. Yeah, I think they're going down to Alabama. Is the sound of it? um, Is what I've kind of heard. Oh, okay. Uh, Rob, uh, we're gonna. I'm not sure, sure where they're going. I mean, they're yeah. playing in Memphis, Louisville, Louisville St. Saint Louis, Louis, right? So yeah. I don't know where they're going. I assume there's going to be training in those places yeah. was my guess. But I thought they were maybe going a little further south. Okay. But, um, maybe. Wow. Keith, I, Keith knows, th- knows things. I, we. Know. I could have just made this up. Yeah, as we well. had heard a joke about Madison, Mississippi, but yeah. I don't um, think that was true. I, think, yeah. I asked about Mingo County. I don't think they have any soccer fields there. No, that would. <laughs> well, and it's not significantly warmer because that's foothills of the Appalachians, right? Yeah, I didn't know if like the coal dust kept the heat in or something like that. I'm not really <laughs> sure how their microclimate <laughs> they works. Have, everybody lives underground. That wasn't a good joke because there isn't any coal anymore. Which no, it's kind of uh, sad. Which is so. why. Well, I mean, that's a let's leave that for a different pod. <laughs> well, we covered that on our eruption tour review. Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. Uh, so yeah, they they've got some preseason matches, uh, including the one in St. Louis. Uh, and uh, it sounds like c- quite a few Mingos are getting ready. I got peer pressured today to go down because I was interacting with uh, our good friend, friend of the pod, Andrew Schmidt, uh, mm-hmm. president of the flock, who just doesn't like you, Dan. Like, he likes me and doesn't like you, which is, again, ironic because generally people don't like me and they like you. Um, but he was like, you know, don't have Dan on the bus trip uh, March 21st. They haven't uh, put together all of the details, but March 21st, team is going to play down in Milwaukee again against Marquette. We both went on this trip last year. We did. And it was tons of fun. It was. Um, Awesome kind of uh, environment. We went to a a brew pub across the the bridge, and then uh, some of us walked, some of us took the bus over uh, and got to watch the match basically standing on the pitch. Yeah, it was it was uh and I've said this before, it was kind of the first indication um that things were gonna go well this season, that there were whatever it was, probably fifty of us who took the bus over. I think a handful of people met us over there. So we ended up probably, I don't know, fifty five, sixty people at the game with the drums and everything, and I remember being like, Holy moly, like if people are showing up for this inside a blow up bubble in uh, Milwaukee to watch a, us play against a college team, it seems like a good omen. It was like USA versus USSR bubble hockey. Again, <laughs> all 80 references. That's all we're doing today. Uh, Rob, uh, speaking of the preseason, anything that you've heard that maybe you'd like to, to share with our listeners or anything you're, you're particularly excited about going into the, the season or players that you've seen in the offseason? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I, 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 um, I'm excited to see Pacho back. Obviously, I'm excited to see um, see Jamel Cox. I'm really excited about Jamel Cox. I think he's going to add a lot, yeah, uh, a lot to the club. I'm excited to see um, Vital Desi back. Um, it, w- I'll talk about him later. He's one of my very favorite stories yeah. to have written about. Um, and uh, you know, I, I really, I'm really excited to see if he gets some minutes. In, in some league matches, um, 
and uh, how he's grown in the last year. Daryl says he's grown a lot and improved a lot, and I really hope to see that. So, Rob, why don't, why don't we use that as a segue? Why don't right. you give everyone a little bit of an introduction about you, your sure. background, and then um, maybe a little bit about Madison 365? Yeah, you bet. Uh, I'm a, a old-school soccer guy. I started playing soccer when I was like 10 uh, with Mount Harp Soccer Club. It was kind of didn't really exist, and some dads kind of put it together. And uh, now I've had two sons like play through there. I was on the very first Mount Harp High School soccer team. Wow. My senior year, 1991, we finally got a team, and we were just just terrible. <laughs> uh, but they've won state like four times since yeah, then. So yeah, yeah. Cool. they've become a, a, a power. Yeah, actually. yeah. Um, and uh, and I'm, a, I'm a soccer dad now, obviously, and um, uh, still play a little bit. I haven't been kicked out of breakaway. So I'm actually, after this, I'm headed out there. Wow. Uh, Word travels fast. Yeah. Uh, who, who was that? I actually that? was not, well... I was suspended, and then I've <laughs> now I have unilaterally your, decided not to go put, back because I, I choose where I I choose where I spend my exact. entertainment dollars. By the way, can I mean I want to have an episode where we break break our rule about not talking about our own soccer careers on the pod, <laughs> just so we can give everybody the Dan Fallon injury update. Uh, <laughs> it's not broken. Okay, well I that's am good. in I am yeah. in some sort of a brace right now, but. <laughs> It's not broken. <laughs> so Dan That's continues. That's true. I literally Rob, was. Are you I still got playing, by the way? Yeah, I'm uh, literally going to have to break away yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah. is it a uh, – w- what kind of league are you playing in? Uh, just like co-ed rec. I like, okay. I, my son and I signed up as like open players, and they didn't have an over-40 team for me. So they put me like – they like, if you can play goalkeeper – We'll put you on our co-ed team. And I was like, oh, I've never... Okay, yes. <laughs> here's here's what I discovered about playing goalkeeper. It was when I started getting injuries that I couldn't identify uh-huh. how I got them, that uh-huh. I was like, well, time to stop doing that. Like, time to stand my still. shoulder is really hurting. I don't know what I did <laughs> to injure myself in this way. Uh, so old old school soccer guys. Yep. So you, you you must have been really excited for the team coming in. and Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, I, was, I loved MLS... I was like totally on MLS when it first started. You know, yeah. I, I did a semester abroad in London in '95, like right before MLS, and I was like, "There's soccer on TV. This is incredible." Uh, and and I really fell in love with um, lower division soccer. Just a couple years ago, I really kind of discovered it. Um, soccer is like the one sport that I'll just watch no matter who's playing. Yeah, just because it's cool. And I was like flipping through channels, and I came across the USL Cup final. Louisville versus Swope Park Rangers a couple years ago, and Louisville won it, you know, 1-0. It was a great game. And the fans just stormed the field like they had just won the World Cup. And it was incredible. I was like, these guys love this team. This is incredible. You know, these and, and you kind of figure out that, that it's not just a JV thing. You know, it's yeah. actually it's real professional football, and it's real fan passion. So yeah. when I first started to hear that, um, that the uh, team was going to come here and that it was going to be a big top doing it, uh, yeah, I also covered the Mallards yep. back in the day when they started um, and uh, for Madison Magazine. I did a big feature on the business of sports through the Mallards and, and the success there. So you know it's going to be successful one way or another. Uh, and then so I reached out to the to to those guys, to Vern Stenman yep. and Connor, the, the presidents there, and they put me in touch with Peter. And I knew the name Peter. Well, every soccer person kind of knows the name. And he was really generous. He sat down with me for lunch. We talked for like an hour and a half just talking about soccer and everything. And at that point, I knew like th- this is going to be a real thing because they're going to really embrace the community, uh, really embrace um, the diversity of this community. Uh, to take a step back and just talk a minute about Madison 365, yeah. uh, we launched uh, four and a half years ago now. We're a nonprofit, local um, 
news outlet fe focusing on and, and covering the stories of Madison's communities of color, right? Uh, that's kind of been a, this town has a ton of media in it, but that's kind of the weak spot, yep. I guess, is sort of those, like the black and brown folks, Latinos, and the immigrant communities and everything, and th some of those issues, and we kind of elevate those. Um, and so, you know, I'm a, soccer is my passionate hobby. <laughs> my professional is journalism. I've been a journalist, you know, I started covering uh, Village Board for the Mount Horror Mail when I was like 15. <laughs> Uh, and when you do community journalism like that, like sports is always kind of part of it. Like I used to be the editor of the paper down in Fenimore and you'd go to the city council meeting and then run over to the high school to cover the basketball game. Yep. It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. sports is just kind of integrated into it. Uh, but the nice thing is as a community journalist, you can be a fan of the team and also cover the team. You know what I mean? Like it's not like you're ESPN where you're not supposed to be a homer right. or whatever, like, which is, and I've definitely carried that over here. Um, and I will admit, we cover Forward Madison a lot now because I'm just a soccer nerd and I yeah. just love it. But um, there's also this sense that like football is just a different sport when it comes to our audience. Yep. Do you know what I mean? And and the fact that this Forward Madison actually hired um, Jovan to be like the Latino outreach person, mm -hmm. you know, like they they really intentionally are engaging our audience. Right. So it makes perfect sense that we would be we would cover this team in a way that we wouldn't cover like the Packers, yeah, you know, or the or the Bucks. We, you know, we cover the Packers, the Bucks as, as much as we can, and the Badgers. Um, but I will say also, our particular audience isn't so interested in just the score of the game, you know, the recaps. Um, they're more interested in sort of the community connection type yeah. stories. Uh, for example, a couple years ago, Bronson Koenig hit a big three pointer to beat Xavier, go to the Sweet 16. That's the hot story. Two hours later, he tweets, like, that was for all my natives out there. Right. You know? And, like, the fact that he tweeted that, like, we did that story rather than just the they right. won story. Yeah. And that was, like, our most popular story that year. Yep. You know, just that kind of connection with that community. Um, so the fact that Forward has had this this connection has been um, really great for us. That's and, and that's one of the reasons we are kind of all in on covering the team and, and trying to get to every home match is... Well, and, and so uh, related to that, you had mentioned that one of your favorite stories, mm -hmm. and I, I think all of our kind mm -hmm. of favorite stories, because you also hear what a great presence he is in yeah. the locker room, is Nizzy. So why yeah. don't you tell us a little bit about, you guys had a great profile of him yeah. and, and um, thank you. how that came about. And yeah, um, it's funny, Kuba just, um, Kuba and Jason uh, and kind of just reached out to me and said, we're going we're to announce another player, we want you to let you guys do it, which is great, very yeah. generous. Um, and all he said was like, his name is Vital, and he's from an immigrant background. He's young, you'll love him. He's a local kid, you know, great story. So I meet with Vital, he's like, re reminds me of my son, cause like, he's like the same age. And like, at first it's like, so how you doing? Good. <laughs> <laughs> so how was, how'd the trials go? It was cool. Um, you know, but, but you get it warmed up a little bit and you, and you, I've talked to him for like half an hour about how he gets from Tanzania to Atlanta to Madison and how he's playing for Madison College and the 56ers and I'm asking him about so like what's your style on the field and you know kind of getting him warmed up and we get to talking about the tryouts right for those who don't know he's the only kid that came through the open tryouts last right. year to make the roster and so I, he's like well you know I heard about these tryouts and you know at that time I didn't have anywhere to stay and and so I wasn't sure if I was going to go and and I went whoa, whoa 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 what do you mean you didn't have anywhere to stay you were like like homeless like yeah, I guess I was homeless for like 
the month of August. <laughs> and I'm going, okay, how do we not lead with that? Right. Like, how are we talking for a half hour and I haven't heard this yet? But that's how a lot You're of not a journalist, kid, but you just buried the lead. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. But that's how, that's how a lot of the best stories happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you kind of happen upon the thing, like, the, the, the thing that the subject isn't necessarily, that's not the most important thing to him. That was just yeah. part of his life. Right. Right. So we talked through that and, and sort of, and he's talking about, you know, I was young. I made stupid mistakes. You know, like, you're 22. <laughs> like, all the way back when you were 21. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he was just—he was really generous with his time. We talked for an hour, a little over an hour, and he was—and he—he um, was telling me about his little brother, who was like—and he like called me later that day to sort of remind me that his brother was doing music. And here's the link that you, from my brother's music. He was like so proud of his little brother, yeah. which is really cool. Uh, and so to to be able to for the club to not tell me all that, right? You know, and then I talked to Daryl on the phone later, and he's like, you know, it has nothing to do with the homeless thing. It's like he was the, clearly the best player at the tryout, and he's the right kind of person yeah. that we. That's the kind of kid we want on our club. And the 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 deal was, we'll give you a contract if you finish school. Like the the, right. the club was invested in him as well. So that's why it's. I'm so excited that he came is coming back. That it really wasn't a gimmick thing. It really right. wasn't about the story. It was about this is a hell of a good soccer player. That helps our team. Yeah, and and Daryl even said at the end of last season, I did kind of a season recap, uh, and I said who who were the most sort of improved, and he talked about Eric Leonard, yep. and Vital, and, and that was just really cool to hear. Two guys who came through tryouts as well. Uh, yeah. yeah, Eric yep. came yep. through the invited tryout, I mm-hmm. think, and and. Yeah, Vital yeah, and, and then Eric, a guy who took a very circuitous route to get here, going to Australia to play in right. lower divisions, and you know Vital, of just an incredible story of perseverance mm-hmm. and you know taking care of your family and then taking a chance on a yep. open tryout, and you know it's a it's a great story. So there's another uh, tryout player that they're bringing in, and I think it also connects to maybe one of the Madison Dane County areas kind of unknown communities of color, which is the the Hmong yeah. community. And uh, that's Michael Vang, mm-hmm. Michael Vong. Uh, we haven't decided. We, we didn't get an official ruling. We from didn't get Cuba. Cuba hasn't yelled at yeah. us yet. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Michael Vang. Yeah, and I, I'm really excited to talk with him. I haven't met him yet. I haven't talked to him yet. But he's definitely on my list for this first. Uh, once we're able to get a bit more access um, during the preseason. Yeah, and I, the, it was yeah. incredible. Even the day he was announced on Facebook, the folks who were commenting on mm-hmm. the story from the Hmong community. I mean, yeah. who are just you know jazz that there you was know it's someone incredible, from their community. Um, Christy Yang from Milwaukee uh, is a, the first Hmong woman judge in the United States. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. And yeah. just the, when she announced she was running, we basically ran her press release that she was running for judge with her picture, and that was it, it, it absolutely viral. Yeah, like that community loves its own, and they really support their own. And what's really interesting too, I didn't know this, but there's a annual. Um, this is not Hmong, this is, this is, but this is similar uh, sort of Asian. Uh, there's a Tibetan um, community gathering every year, and part of the, this gathering is a basketball tournament and a soccer tournament, and they played the finals at Bree Stevens. You know? So like, there's, this, there's these pockets of, of international communities li- you know, right here that are, who are American right. people of Tibetan and Hmong and South Asian heritage who for whom football is like a really, really big deal. Yeah. So I, I think uh, I predict that Michael will have a terrific fan base here and yeah. a great story. Yeah. Uh, I always, you know, wonder about how the, the poor Hmong ended up settled in like Sa- Minneapolis, Appleton, yeah. Madison. Like you get off the plane again in February and you're <laughs> like, 
Uh, you know, the yeah, I had seen America in the movies. It was California. Yeah, it's, it's but California, is. California, <laughs> Texas, like, right? Like, how do I get back on the, you know? So, uh, no, but I think that's going to be a very cool story as yeah. it develops. What other kind of stories are you interested in covering? Um, well, we we try to get to his, all the games, uh, the home games for sure. Uh, I, you know, I mentioned we don't, our particular audience isn't as interested in the game recaps, but no other local media are covering them, really. I mean, Todd Maliski came yeah. out and does a great job yep. uh, with the State Journal, but they didn't send him out to every game. You know, like we were, ca- we were a lot of the games. We were the only media there, so I think it's important for us to actually kind of create that narrative. Uh, plus, it's just it's really fun to come <laughs> yeah. to the game. And like you were going to go anyway, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I was going to go anyway. You and can several you games can deduct uh, the the, <laughs> yeah. the sodas on your taxes. Well, right? I, I brought my kids out to several games, uh, and they always like you know to to like go on the field with me afterwards, do the interviews and stuff, and. Like my daughter would ho- grab my f- press pass and hold it up, like, "Hey, we're coming on." Like, you know who my dad is? Like, uh, uh, but uh, you know, I think we'll continue to do that. I think um, I'm really, I love the U.S. Open Cup. I always have. Um, so that storyline, I'm really hoping they do well again. Uh, yep. If they win, if they win two games this time, having you know entering the second round, if they win two games again, um, you know that could be really, really exciting. Um, and again, I just um, what's really fun about lower division soccer is the community connection yeah. and the support and the the seeing the the many different um, supporter groups that are sort of under the umbrella of the flock and seeing the you know, Featherstone mm-hmm. Flamingos and La Barra Six Hundred Eight and um, uh, you know, the Mingo Ladies and now the Pink Tape with the civic engagement yeah. thing. So we'll, we'll be covering that a little bit. Um, so just kind of getting to know the supporters better, uh, covering those um, those stories, uh, and then you know anything that I think the um, the players are getting more involved in the community and stuff, and making more connections and like holding camps and teaching kids and, um, and maybe connecting with like Millennium Soccer Club and teaching mm-hmm. some of those uh, connecting with some of those communities where you, it's not the 56ers where you, where it's kind of people of means where it's yeah. some of the Kids like on the south side who might not be able to join those more elite clubs. Um, th- those are the stories we're looking for. Yeah, and just uh, to be clear, if they people go to madison365.org, you can make a a gift to support this incredibly Absolutely. important local news outlet covering the team and covering communities of color here in Madison. And Absolutely. I would encourage everyone to do that. Well, and I was going to say, I think do you see a significant overlap uh, between your mission and? sort of the mission of, you know, Forward Madison, which is is to be inclusive in a domain that maybe in the news area we haven't seen as much inclusivity as we have. And, and you know, I know the the flock has made that a goal from the beginning as well as inclusivity in, in mm-hmm. kind of uh, overall. Well, and the other thing, too, <coughs> excuse me, I'm also, uh, I'm also connected with the journalism school uh, here, and I, r- I am managing editor. In addition to my Master 65 full-time job, I have – not enough to do, apparently. So I'm also <laughs> managing editor of Madison Commons, which is like an educational. Uh, it's a, it's an online community news site, but it's student journalists. So I'm kind of mentoring those students, mm-hmm. and, and one of those students did a story on the Wisconsin Warriors. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is Good uh, friends of the pod. which is the the, the power power soccer team, yep. and and, um, and we did that as you know, in a, we tried very hard to do that in a like this is a profile of a sports team, and that would not be patronizing about it the way a lot of media can be for with those kinds of things um, but the fact that the 
I didn't even know about the warrior's existence except through the flock. Right. So the fact that the flock has been really intentional about being inclusive and re really reaching out and creating those connections, I think, is a real credit to to Andrew and 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 Kyle and and April and those folks. Yep. Uh, but also the um, the club itself uh, yeah. and that that connection that they've made. Yeah. If yeah. we have one mission on this pod, it's to sing the praises of the people that run the flock and make all those incredible things happen because it takes a lot of work yeah. and a lot of time and a yeah. lot of effort. And I will say also the single best, the single most viral story through Madison Commons last year was the profile we did of K-Dog. K-Dog. Uh, and and, and, and <laughs> so, <don't> <laughs> oh, it was man. great. I, I, we probably need, can't go into this too much. I'm just curious. So like the reporter who wrote this, were you involved in any of the interview or was there? No. And what did this person say when they came back after interview? Like, was their hair like blown away? It was by funny. The it was energy? funny. It was, um, actually, what the funny that reporter had been a reporter before in Atlanta and it was now in the PhD program in educational policy. So she was actually ah, our okay. education reporter. Okay. Okay. And but it was summer. There's a lot <laughs> to learn from K Dog. <laughs> yeah, There's a right. lot of education. I, I bet I bet she got a lot of education from K Dog. <laughs> but it was summertime, and I was like, you know, Madison <laughs> Commons is a lot of like serious political stuff, but yeah. let's do something fun. So, and I kind of just threw it out there. I had like four or five reporters over the summer working with me. And I said, does anybody want to like go to a soccer game and interview this crazy <laughs> equipment guy? <laughs> and she and she had she was she's like, I love soccer. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, and so she went like. It, it, we had to reschedule a couple of times, but she ended up going to a match, like on match day. She, well, she went and interviewed him the day before, just yeah. kind of get to know him, and then went and just like shadowed him for match day, and um, and then went to the match. It was the Richmond match that we lost one though, which was too bad. But uh, but she came, but I, I saw her a couple of days later, and, and I was like, and this look on her face was just like, I don't I don't even know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> like, that guy was wild and crazy, and just. And the best part was, I think she did a good job capturing it, but yeah. the guy speaks in quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like the whole, Let's you don't got to get turned if you stay turned. Like <laughs> yeah. <she'd>, yeah. <laughs> it was, <laughs> and, but it went great. And then I was able, luckily I was able to repost that on Madison 65, where yeah. it also kind of went crazy and people just, people love that behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, I mean, I thought anyway. it, it, was, it was probably, I mean, beyond it being K-Dog, which, I mean, I think made the story um, it was. It, I thought it was incredibly well written, and now yeah. knowing that this person was a journalist before, and because yeah. um, I was thinking, gosh, if this is a uh, an undergraduate journalist, this is a really good profile. Um, but it it was just the, even someone like yeah, someone like me who knows you know played soccer and knows a lot about soccer. I don't know a lot of those stories. I don't know that professional kind of behind the scenes right. type thing. And it was really cool to kind of see what his day to day is like and what he's interested in and. And then, yeah, just any time you got to learn more about K-Dog was just, was a good day. Yeah, it's just priceless. And and now, do you think they should drug test equipment men? <laughs> Having <laughs> gone through that, that's our kind of running I won't make Rob go on the, on the record there. Yeah, yeah, we'll let him go on that one. Uh, very quickly, we're going to jump to... Uh, <laughs> Godspeed, Birmingham uh, yeah. Legion. Uh, but want to thank you again for, for your time. Yeah, Godspeed. Oh, yeah, we, we, we remember that. Again, uh, go to madison365.org. Uh, donate while you're there. Uh, contribute to that that greater sense of the community. Uh, and just as importantly, great. make it a part of your daily. I mean, I have uh, basically Madison 365, Tone Madison, uh, Isthmus 
Madison.com. Those are kind of every day. Um, Channel 3000, too, just for the weather. But follow, uh, us, follow us on Twitter. Follow yeah. us on I yep. was going to say, Facebook, that's how I get my, my news yep. now is I follow you guys on Twitter, and yep. it pops up. And you get a lot of the, the – and I think – You get stories you're not going to get yeah, other places. And, 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 I I get, and different angles on stories you're not going to get, I, which I, I think always the, appreciate. the hyper-local as well is yeah. really mm-hmm. where we need journalistic coverage. Yep. I mean, you don't need another interview with the presidential candidates at this point. You want stories that are happening yep. – in our community, so you know how, how to hold people to account is my feeling. So thanks for what you're doing with that and, and promoting those stories and for the awesome coverage of, of Forward Madison. Uh, Dan, Rob, Rob, any any last uh, kind of words for our listeners? Uh, we'll let you make one more pitch for donating. <laughs> <laughs> Madison365.org slash donate. Uh, I really appreciate what you guys are doing and, and uh, you know, Thank you, and uh, don't goes. whatever yeah. you do, don't ha- ha- uh, hire Dan to help uh, you know sign on advertisers because he has <laughs> yet to he has yet to complete a contract for this pod or for Forward Madison. He is good do- though at soliciting donations. So maybe you should guys should go nonprofit. Uh, <laughs> it's we <laughs> are decidedly <laughs> nonprofit. We're we're, we're is there a negative profit? Yeah. <laughs> we're thinking about incorporating just so that we're like Trump Industries, yeah. <laughs> not us. We want to have an LLC as a legal buffer, um, but otherwise, uh, you know. Uh, Dan, any any kind of last we're words? A, we're a pass through to the village bar. <laughs> That's I think. Can we, if we sign up, can we start deducting our bar tabs? Well, I started thinking about that when yeah. we mentioned that earlier. I was like. Oh, should we turn this into an LLC so we can write that off at the bar? <laughs> <laughs> but you have to have you have to have income yeah. to write off again. Yeah, so we so need to get one sponsor so that we can write off. Yeah, they Dan just write that it. off. You yeah. don't even know what that means. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that reminds me of a. We're gonna have to talk about uh, Bookman off air. Yes. Uh, so uh, thanks again. Uh, until uh, next time. We say forwards, not backwards, upwards, not forwards, always twirling, twirling, twirling towards freedom. Anything else? Speaking of drugs, was it MLB now that you can like marijuana smoke weed? Is, and yeah, marijuana is approved. For a long time, apparently Coke and heroin were not <laughs> tested. It's like if you're going to do the drug testing, I would say Coke and Thank heroin. Thank God for the 86 yeah. Mets. Yep. Yeah. Wojciech, Wojcik.